Hi, this is Hannah. And this is Malcolm, creators of Rock the Butt. We create erotic stories that aim to explore the complexities of desire. That means that certain themes and topics might not be for everyone. Today's story plays with the topic of consent and the crossing of boundaries. If that's a no-go for you, we recommend checking out one of our other sexy stories. Otherwise, sit back, enjoy and rock your bud or buddy. I tumble off the train and into bed. Jenny. Jenny sighed. The train carriage was shuddering to a halt and her tired head banged steadily against her hand, which was tightly gripping the last free rail in sight. The train was jammed with hairy commuters, their bodies pressed tightly against her own. Half the city seemed to be streaming into this hot metal tin. The last workday before Christmas break beckoned a palpable atmosphere of exhausted tension. Thickly clad with padded jackets, the train's occupants could feel trickles of sweat running down their backs. At least, this is what Jenny could surmise from the crumpled faces of the men and women beside her. As she swayed back and forth to the train's jolting motion, her thoughts wandered to what was awaiting her. They had a blank slate, he said. The room was bare, bar a dishevelled bed and a large moving box for a desk. The bare walls were cold and uninviting, slightly stained. But the potential, the words of her partner still rang in her ears. They'd been standing on the balcony of their new home in a post-contract sign haze, surveying the desolate street on which the small flat was situated. Having shut her eyes to block sight of the plumpish man sweating profusely in front of her, she shook herself out of her daze to evaluate how she was going to extract herself from her snug position rammed against the fire extinguisher. Her neighbours eyed her large IKEA bags. It seemed likely that she would batter every poor soul standing between her and the train doors. She gathered her things and began to burrow her way through the crowd. People shot her dark looks as they got poked and jabbed by the various items protruding from her overfilled bags. She was crossing the gap between the train and platform with one relief stride when her foot, clipped a boot, extended idly over her path. Jenny tumbled down. Boards, rails and candles, an assortment of fake ivies cascaded down with her. Her whole body slammed on the platform with an almighty crash. She felt herself already reddening lying sprawled on the sticky platform floor, tangled in her bags. Her head was spinning and lights flashed across her vision. While she could not register it, the owner of the foot had already sprung into action, spitting out words of apology. They dragged her out of the way of the doors that were furiously beeping and snapping shut. Like an upended beetle, she clumsily righted herself, trying to compose hair, bags and limbs, so as to hurl abuse at this inconsiderate ass. The inconsiderate ass crouched down, trying to help her gather her scattered items. She was literally hissing at them, holding back moans of pain as her knees and hips already stung. When she was finally able to brush her hair out of her eyes, she caught sight of the man. She had to adjust her gaze. He was tall. Very tall, in fact. His glasses were askew from his fumbled effort to gather her things. His soft brown eyes met hers, and the vitriol she was about to issue died in her throat. She took in his shaggy hair, his broad shoulders, and his lips, which seemed to conceal a hopeful smile of reconciliation. He reached out a peach-scented candle. 
a gesture of peace. I'm gormless, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, he gabbled. It's fine, it's so good, and nothing happened. Her anger had melted away, but Jenny wanted off the busy platform. Her head swam. The Christmas traffic of stressed commuters were cramming around them. Jenny made to grab the candle out of his hands, but the tall stranger grasped her wrists and forcibly dragged her to her feet. The cunt had the audacity to touch her. She opened her mouth to verbally assault him for overstepping, but for the second time that evening, Jenny felt the world around her spin and twinkle, the hubbub of the train station dropping out. Her eyes rolled back in her head and her body crumpled in on itself. It's fine, it's, it's all good, nothing happened. Jenny tried to locate the voice which was conversing with some concerned passers-by. Its source seemed very close to her ear. It was soft and reassuring. She felt cosy. She felt a warm body pressed against her. Instinctively, she wrapped herself in the arm which was slung around her. It was clear. Her partner had come to the scene. Someone had called him on her mobile. She imagined she could smell his aftershave. But upon opening her eyes, she recoiled. The stranger had propped her up against him on a platform bench, and she had been slumped against him. Look, you shouldn't move so fast. You'll only faint again, please. He pleaded with her. Jenny made to whip around to reorientate herself. Her handbag and Ikea bags lay around her feet. I just want to get you home. She had a sour taste in her mouth. Had she bitten her tongue? The taste of blood only sent her head on another dizzying spin. Tell me your address, come on. Just let me get you home. In the fog, she remembered that her partner was on the other side of the city. He was on a late shift at the clinic. He often left his phone in the locker room. He would be unreachable. She cursed under her breath. She could see no other way of getting help fast. She would have to rely on this stranger. Fifteen long minutes later, she staggered through her front door, the man propping her up. She was feeling faint. They hadn't conversed much on the way, aside from her murmuring directions. The stranger's head was damp with sweat from the effort of carrying the bulging Ikea bags and guiding a swaying Jenny. He helped her up to the sagging bed and dumped the bags on the floor. She laid back, her head swimming. She could sense that the man was surveying the sad room. We're redecorating, she said in a weak voice. He laughed quietly. I remember my first place in Berlin. Believe me, this is luxury, he said musingly. Lying down was helping her head. The dizziness was receding. She was able to focus on the things before her. The man was now sitting on the edge of her bed, peering at her, surveying her. She had been feeling uncomfortable and tense before, but now felt extremely vulnerable. It's good of you to help me, but you can head on, really. My boyfriend is coming back soon. She felt like emphasising that just in case this guy was getting any ideas. Maybe she didn't sound convincing enough, though, because he didn't move. His eyes were roving up and down her body. Instinctively, she pulled a pillow over her chest. That was a nasty dive there. You might have a concussion. Also, it was my fault you fell. I don't want you just to leave you here, alone. Let me wait until he's back. Please. I should actually take you straight to A&E just as a precaution. He said this with a firmness that made Jenny hesitate. 
She was nervous of head injuries. She had heard stories from her rugby playing co-workers. I'm really fine. I I can wait for John to come back, she said with equal firmness. This appeared to have no effect. He rose and disappeared into the kitchen. Jenny's heart beated frantically. It banged painfully against her ribcage. She had let a complete stranger into her apartment. She tried to slip off the bed. She needed to locate her phone. The stranger reappeared. Please, just lay down. I don't want you on the floor again. I don't have to manhandle you again. Jenny didn't like how he said that, and much less how he proceeded to press her back onto the bed. He'd retrieved a wet cloth and began tenderly sponging away the blood from her grazed hands. She froze, just letting him take control. She lay back, the repetitive, gentle motion of his dabbing hand helped to steady her breathing. He moved up the bed, getting a closer look at the small bump on her head. What are you doing? Jenny was surprised by the hushed tone of her voice. I'm just seeing if you're okay. I'm in my fifth semester of Madison. I should really keep an eye on you after a bump like that, he said quietly, not stopping his inspection. He carefully brushed her hair back so the strands wouldn't fall into the small wound. The brush of his fingers made a current travel through Jenny's skin. A warmth rushed through her body. It flushed her face. She wanted to avert her eyes from his intense gaze, but somehow he had the boldness to hold it. What's your name? I don't even know your name. Jenny felt like by knowing his name, everything would be real. This absurd scenario would normalise. His stranger identity would fall away and the spell he was casting on her would be broken. Michael, he answered warmly, taking off his coat. Jenny felt like objecting again. He shouldn't make himself comfortable. How had she got herself into this mess? He seemed to sense her unease and started to talk about the renovations to the flat. The mundane small talk calmed her. Her hands had now been cleaned, sanitised, and the bump on her head had now gone down with the help of a fat ice pack. Thank you. She was pleased that her voice had grown stronger. I'm I'm going to the bathroom and then really you can go. I'm feeling much better. Michael nodded, checking the phone for the time. She was relieved that he no longer resisted. Jenny snapped the bathroom door shut behind her. She slumped against it pressing the cold of the wood against her feverishly hot back. After taking some deep breaths, she sat down heavily on the toilet seat, pulling down her pants to discover her knees had been badly knocked. Purplish bumps had already scattered themselves over her legs. As she stared down, she realised her pants hadn't gone unscathed either. They were soaked through. She had actually been turned on by Michael's touch. A complete stranger had been a couple of centimetres away from her, and she'd already got extremely aroused. What the fuck was wrong with her? Jenny's cheeks burned. Was she really that desperate? John hadn't been paying much attention to her recently, but they still had sex. Usually a forced, manic foray on a Friday night when he brutally fucked her after a week of long shifts at the clinic. She'd grown used to her body being pulled around to sharp slaps and John's tight grip around her throat. She liked it. Clearly, Michael's tenderness had also moved something within her. She shook her head. 
She had been sitting there for the last few minutes, inspecting her wet fingers. She couldn't help touching herself, touching the warm wetness between her legs. There was a rap on the door. Jenny, are you okay? Michael's concerned voice could be heard. If you, if you want me to go, I'll head on, he called. Jenny righted herself hurriedly, pulling back on her trousers, moving to open the door. As she did so, something on the dresser caught her eye. Had she left it there from this morning? Her pink dildo was lying out by her collection of perfumes. She'd been masturbating for an hour in bed after waking up, but she was almost certain that she'd tidied it away, afraid that John might catch on that she was using it so much. She murmured that she was fine. You can go, I'm okay, she said faintly, a little paralysed at the idea that Michael had either seen it lying out for all to see or he had lifted it straight out of the top drawer of the dresser. Jenny, are you okay? I can't really hear you. Michael was twisting at the handle. Before she could take a step forward to stop him, he had opened the door. I thought you might faint again. Michael said before rushing into the room to survey the scene. Jenny's eyes betrayed her, and his gaze followed hers to the toy. Did you, I'm, I'm, I mean, Jenny asked meekly, now turning a shade of magenta. Did I what? said Michael. He too was reddening suddenly. I didn't go through your drawers, if that's what you mean. It was just sitting there, I, he said hurriedly but his gaze had dropped to her wet fingers. She quickly clenched them shut, as if that was going to hide the fact that they were glistening. Both of them stood there for an agonising second. Where, where are you? ventured Michael nervously. Was I what? asked Jenny, reeling at the insane situation she had got herself into. She was surprised she could even come back with words. Michael didn't say anything. The tap dribbled in the background, and the heating system hummed and buzzed in the corner. Jenny could feel a dampness. She was wet. Very wet. She wanted Michael to leave. She wanted a shower to rid herself of this fucked up desire to throw herself at this complete stranger. The stranger who was still standing there, gawping at her bowled up fists in a kind of trance. Before she could stop herself, Jenny stepped toward Michael. Her step seemed to confirm everything in both their minds. This was going to happen. Michael reached out to take Jenny's hands, unfurling them and lifting them up. Tenderly, he reached them to his mouth, tasting her. Jenny watched as he licked each one of her fingers. She didn't say a word. She felt like her legs might shake. In the same precise moment, they both bridged the remaining gap between their bodies. Michael took Jenny in his arms, pulling her tightly to his chest, meeting lips with a full kiss. Jenny opened her mouth, answering his passion with equal vigour. They threw themselves at each other with such enthusiasm that they almost toppled over. Michael pushed Jenny back against the bathroom wall, gripping her, kissing her fiercely and letting his hands hastily explore her breasts. Jenny felt like her mind had drifted towards the ceiling, as if her consciousness had chosen to be a voyeur and now was floating somewhere close to the extractor fan, watching her body's animalistic pursuits from afar. 
She could feel Michael's hard cock pressing into her and the feeling sent her mind racing and her hands scrambled towards his jeans zipper. Michael moaned as her fingers ventured towards his dick. In a complete frenzy, she ripped down his trousers. She broke off the kiss and dropped to her knees. Just as submissively and coyly as she would have done for John, she began tenderly kissing the fabric of Michael's boxer shorts, tracing the thick line where his cock was pulsing. She made sure to keep eye contact with Michael to see his reaction. He was staring down at her, dumbfounded. Jenny felt like she was operating on autopilot. This was always how John and her foreplay had started. But as the spontaneous, lustful fucks had become fewer and fewer, Jenny hadn't performed in a long time. Michael Michael felt like he'd fallen down a rabbit hole. This could not be happening. He looked down at Jenny caressing his crutch. She was looking up into his face so lustfully that she looked greedy. Michael could not process this transformation. He had been rock hard from the moment that he had sat close beside her on the bed, but he had had no hint that Jenny was aroused by him, let alone trusting of him. Anxious thoughts buzzed in his head. Was he a sick fuck for wanting her mouth on his dick? He'd just met this woman. Was he a predator? He had brought this woman home after accidentally causing her a head injury. He might be in the papers tomorrow for taking advantage of her vulnerability. And yet he felt paralysed. He was mesmerised by her slow kisses and apparent enjoyment of his dumbfoundment. Jenny slowly pulled off his jeans. When he did not protest, she delicately pulled off his boxers, letting his dick spring out and stand erect an inch away from her face. She took it with both hands as if to first assess its size and worthiness. It appeared to have met her standards as she gently licked its head with her tongue. Should he let her? Jenny had been determined that he should leave but in the next instance had let him find her wet and exposed. He was in a stranger's flat with his dick out and with no alcohol or drugs to dilute the situation. Adrenaline coursed through him and his heart beated painfully in his chest. Jenny took his whole member in her mouth now, taking his length to the back of her throat. She moaned as she sucked on him using her tongue to massage him as she deep-throated his cock. Michael's head exploded with pleasure as his eyes rolled shut and his mind went into static transmission. It was as if his cock had switched off the lights in his brain. He now felt even more out of control, and he didn't like it. Michael cupped her cheeks in his hands, pulling her up gently, but before she could try to kiss him again, he flipped her body over in his hands, turning her back towards his chest. He pushed her head down, bending her over. Her ass was now perfectly positioned in front of his cock. She whimpered as his cock pressed between her ass cheeks. The will to have her in this submissive pose came from his eggs. Joni had liked it rough. She had taken his virginity and left behind a particular desire for dominance. Michael wanted to be back in control.
He gripped Jenny by the back of the neck, taking his other hand to inch her trousers off her ass. He uncovered a lacy thong, not unlike the ones Joni had worn. He pulled at it hard, letting it slap back painfully. Jenny gasped. Please, she whispered hoarsely. He liked to hear her pleading with him, but he knew rightly that it wasn't to make him stop. She lusted after his cock. Michael ripped at her thong. Its delicate threads tore instantly, leaving a red mark across her ass. Michael leaned over her. You want this, right? Please tell me if you... Jenny did not even let him finish. I'm desperate for this, she gasped. Michael did not need any other form of encouragement. Gripping her throat again, Michael thrust it forward. He did not even need to guide his cock into her as she was soaking wet. He glided into her. He moaned along with Jenny. Both were sealed in this dreamlike, warm state where anything seemed to be possible and nothing held consequence. Jenny's body was soft and felt familiar. He started to fuck her. Michael felt torn between the urge to grip her ass and to bend forward to cup her breasts. Her scent was so exhilarating, not overly perfumed, something with lavender perhaps. He felt intoxicated. Jenny had to hold on to the tiled wall for support as he built up an unrelenting pace. Her hand disappeared between her legs as she frantically rubbed the bud of her clit. Good girl, he moaned. He had to remind himself that this was not Joni. He had to see how much she could take. He slapped her ass as an attempt to gauge her appetite for something rough. The corresponding groan emboldened him. He gave her a hard, brisk spanking. Jenny pressed her hand over her mouth to stifle her ecstatic moans of pleasure. Getting a little more cocky, Michael took her wrists. He did not want her to suppress those sexy little noises. He held her hands tightly against her back while he piqued his tempo. Her peachy ass cushioned his explosive thrusts. He reached so deep inside her that her legs were shaking. Her perky breasts bounced, jumping to his rhythm. Just as he started feeling concerned that Jenny was actually making too much noise with her rapturous gasps, Michael felt like he could no longer hold back. With three more powerful thrusts, he came with such force that he cried out. He shuddered. He suddenly felt vulnerable. The seal had broken, and reality seemed to rush in at them like a sudden tide. He could not help but hold on to her. Michael wanted to hold her close to him, to hold her tenderly, to have as much of her soft skin against his. She turned into his chest, burying her head into his arms. Both of them were not only breathless, but were also shivering from the surrealness of the event. Michael let his mind deceive him. This small, delicate brown-haired girl was Joni. He stroked her hair, willing that her shaking body would grow still in his embrace. She tried to make herself small, and he tried to envelop her. 
We're okay, he said quietly. It's okay. Nothing happened. She now looked up at him, eyes red with tears. She looked frightened. He leaned in to kiss her, to kiss her so earnestly as if he could invoke the same passion that had possessed them half a minute ago. She responded with the same passion, taking his head in her hands. Nothing happened, she echoed quietly, leaning into him closely.